Your On The Mark podcast is loading now. The On The Mark podcast is sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company, family-owned dealership since 1915, 4th Street in Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia on Routes 11 and 15 Hummel's Wharf. News Radio 1070 WKOK presents On The Mark. It's a chance to voice your opinion on the events that affect life in the Susquehanna Valley. Call 1-800-795-9565 or email onthemark at wkok.com. Now, here are your hosts for On The Mark, Mark Lawrence and Joe McGranahan. Actually, Mark Lawrence is taking a week of vacation. I don't know who allowed that to happen. Uh, I'm not wild about it because that means I have to work a little harder. But I got Chris Elio here with me today, our resident snowflake, and he's always good for about 90 minutes of conversation yeah, and opinions. About about just about that. That's my limit. <laughs> 91 minutes and you're done. That's right? it, man. I'm over. Up That's to it. 90, we're okay. Okay. Yep. Well, thank goodness the program doesn't run any longer than that. Chris, <laughs> good to see you again, my my good. friend. You're looking well. Have you had a good summer? Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, living the new normal as best I can and you know in a, in a COVID world I'm doing as uh, best as I can so you look healthy so that's a thank good you. sign yes I am very healthy so I'm lucky On the Mark is brought to you by the Sunbury Motor Company check them out at www.sunburymotors.com it's an open phones day that means our toll free hotline is open 1-800-795-9565 email us at onthemark at wkok.com or text us at 70236 and we invite your participation this morning on On the Mark, brought to you by the Sunbury Motor Company. Sunbury Motor Company is a family-owned dealership since 1915, 4th Streets in Sunbury and Routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. Find out lots more about them at www.sunburymotors.com. They invite you to visit the Quick Lane on North 4th Street in Sunbury, where they specialize in all types of service on vehicles, state inspection, and nitrogen for tires, and they're open Monday through Friday, 6.30 a.m. to 6 p.m., Saturday 6.30 a.m. till 2 p.m. You can find them on the web at www.sunburymotors.com. Check out their online specials, and you can build a Ford, build a Ford car or truck to your exact specifications. Click on a coupon for the Works Fuel Saver package. And remember, the Sunbury Motor Company sells Ford, Hyundai, Kia, and Lincoln cars. They are the premier service provider for all makes of cars and trucks and all sizes of trucks, and a master towing service with decades of experience. Well, Chris said down this morning. First thing he said to me was, I saw that interview with the president last night, and I guess it's Chris Wallace, and boy, was that something. And I said, yeah, I thought the president did a great job. And then Chris looked faint for a moment. <laughs> well, I, I always, first first things first, uh, I always have to give Chris Wallace credit. Uh, in my opinion... Um, I think he's better than his dad was, to be honest with you. I mean, I don't know about that. I mean, his dad's a little before my time. To be fair, I didn't watch Mike Wallace in his, in his you know, heyday. Okay. You know, I saw him when he was... Well, he specialized in ambush interviews. Right. That was his specialty. Right. So I watched watched him in his you know more thoughtful he approaches people head on absolutely and and I think that he plays it fairly I've seen him hold Nancy Pelosi to the fire as much as he held President Trump to the fire so I don't think he plays the partisan game I got to write this down Chris Elio said something nice about Fox News Uh, well I've always said good things about uh, I've always said good things about him and I liked Shep Shep Smith when he was there I, I thought that they brought legitimacy to the idea that they weren't playing for for one side. Okay. You know what I mean? So I'll give credit where that's due. Beyond that, 
that interview last night was pure entertainment. And, uh, like, first off, just watching these two poor men just melt. It was so hot. And I don't know what Trump was thinking doing that, first off. It just didn't look good. But then, like, the whole thing where he's trying to, like, you know, catch Chris Wallace in gotcha type of situations. And he was... Well, that's what the media does to him all the time. But he was wrong. Like, he was re- he was incorrect. Well, not really. I mean, the thing that Chris Wallace caught him on, or th- thought he caught him on, was saying that Joe Biden supports defunding the police. Now, Joe Biden never used those words, and that the president implied he did, he's wrong. But he has talked about reallocating resources from right. the police department. And if that's take- if taking money away from them, that's defunding them. No, it's different, though. See, I've had this no, argument with... Oh, no, no. Okay, no. I've had this argument with people on Facebook left and right. So I understand the true definition of the word defund is to take money away. Like, I get that. Okay. okay however, okay. However, if you listen to anyone who's actually proposed any kind of legislation whatsoever, you know, the, 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 the most famous one is obviously Bernie Sanders, Joe Biden, AOC, these people, right? None of them are saying abolish the police. And Trump made the mistake of saying last night, it says right in there, abolish. It doesn't say abolish. No, he said defund. He didn't say He abolish. said in the interview, abolish. I have, there's, it, the AP did a wonderful job of breaking down the entirety of oh, everything. Well, that, that's right there. You, you lost me when you said the AP did a wonderful job. AP's you know what AP stands for? It's absolutely pathetic. Oh, my God. <laughs> so... So so I guess where we need to start then with you is what is a viable source then is it okay. Fox News I think that you know I like to I like to arrive at different conclusions when I see editorial comments in stories and I came up as a news director and as a newsman I am and aware I of always this, try right? to be balanced and fair when I write a story I try to leave my personal opinions out of it my own convictions out of it and report what happened who what where when and why that's how I was trained that's how I write a news story I admittedly I haven't written one in quite a while I right. had to but that's the way the way I was trained that's the way I wrote when they stick in editorial comments like the president lied again last night, you know, tell them what what he said, and then if there's someone who said something different or other facts you can report, report them. But don't make your editorial comment that the president lied again last night. Well, That's interjecting your personal feelings into the story. Right, but what he said last night, he's like, it's right in the charter. It says that Biden wants to abolish, that Biden and Sanders want to abolish and defund, and that's not what he said. Well, what, you what, Biden that- says, what Biden says is... Um, where is it? Uh, he wants to. They they uh, they want to meet certain basic standards of decency, honorableness, and in fact are able to demonstrate that they can protect the community, everybody in the community. Let me and, ask uh, and he wants question. to tie federal aid what to that. What percentage of the police aren't doing exactly that right now? Right, but what's happening with the You're defund? You're not answering my question. I don't understand the question. The question What's was the things that Joe Biden says he wants the police to do. What percentage of them are not doing those exact same things this day here on the planet Earth? The problem the problem is the problem is is that they're they're being asked to do too much. The system is broken. Like, I'm not one of these people that's going to come on here and say, all police are bad, they need to go. They need to go and start over. That's not, I'm not that guy. And I don't think Joe Biden's that guy. And I don't think anybody on my platform, anybody who believes it speaks the way I do, believe that police need to go away. That's not what has to happen. There is a systemic 
problem in the police force at the moment. Part what is of it, that problem? Where does it exist? Does it exist around here? It Sunbury exists police everywhere. De- Absolutely. Every it police department here. in the area around here has some systemic issue. I think I think it's from I think it's from top to bottom and a lot of the problem, honestly, is not their fault. It's overwork. It's it's being stretched out too much. It's being thrown in too many diff- different directions. They need to not maybe uh, I, I, I'm not sure if defund the police was the right way to go in terms of a slogan. But when I hear, when I read the defund the police platform, I don't see anything that says get rid of police. What I see is police are there to protect and serve. To protect. That's like the first thing it says. So I see it as, oh, a riot broke out. That is a police matter. But like, for example, the guy who was shot in the Wendy's parking lot, um, I forget his name. Um, I shouldn't forget his name. We should never forget their names. Or Brianna Taylor. Or these people. No, No, George George Floyd Floyd was Minneapolis. Um, This guy was in Atlanta and he was drunk in his car. And this is the perfect example of a police officer, of police officers who went, they dealt with the situation because a guy fell asleep in his car and he was drunk. And they woke him up and he's on probation, you know, and when someone who's on probation sees a police officer, they get like, they, oh, my God, I'm going back to jail. So this this is an isolated incident in a community. It's not isolated, though. That's the problem. Let me ask you this. How many police shootings, how many black men died at the hands of white police officers last year? I don't know the number off the top of my head. Uh, I'm not, I'm not going to... less than five. Five or fewer, wouldn't you think? In this area? In the world, in the United States of America. Five or less? Black men shot by white police I mean, officers. I'm going to have to look no it good, up. But with no good reason. I, I, you know, obviously... I'm going to look, I, I'm gonna have to look up the statistic on that, but I okay. know that the statistic stands that... Black men are two times more well, likely per capita. Okay, but we say there's a systemic, you say there's a systemic issue there. Yes. But let's take this issue, for example. How about medical, mal- oh, Rashad Brooks. Rashad Brooks, that's who it That's was. his name, yes. Thank you, Chris. Our producer is way ahead of us as usual. Thank you, Rob. Thank you, Rob. Um, let's take medical malpractice suits. You know, there are doctors who make mistakes that cost people their lives every day of the week. I heard this morning on uh, Gordon Deal's program, perhaps you did as well, well, a study that showed that black children seem to have more problems recovering from surgery than white children, and they tend to die at a more alarming rate than white children. Does that mean there's a systemic issue with doctors who are deliberately trying to kill black children? No. It means it could be a, a variety of different things. The, obviously, there's some bad doctors out there who probably do contribute to the death of p- patients, and that's just as there are police. But nobody's talking about, you know, dis- uprooting the medical community and defunding the doctors uh, because well, actually, actually, doctors uh, doctors have to carry ridiculous amounts of insurance for that very reason malpractice suits and the whole thing. Sure, and it costs money to sue people, but I'm talking about the, that's at the basic level, somebody deliberately harming someone else or harming someone else not deliberately. I mean, here's the problem. Police can make mistakes. They're forced to make life and death decisions in a split second. And are they subject to second guessing? You bet they are. You know, should they be? Well, there should be a standard for review and obviously you want to improve the training, but if my life is in danger, I don't know how I might react. And neither do you. So then, okay. But there's been so many different times where the issue has been 
it's 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 been unwarranted death at the hands of like George Floyd, like Rashad Brooks, like Breonna Taylor, like um, you know uh, the the guy Michael Brown. Um, you know, there's there's just numerous names. Just, just it, it, it's happened so many times. And the worst part, and because to pretend that it's just happening now, as opposed to. Um, you know, the fact that we're just seeing it now, now it's being filmed. You know, Will Smith, I know he's an actor, but he said it best. This is not a new thing. This is a thing that we're just now seeing. It's just like pretending that, you know, because we have 24 hour news cycles, we're seeing more violence in the world. That's not true. Okay, but, but here's there the problem. isn't more violence in the world. There's always been violence in the world. Here's the problem. This isn't a daily occurrence. The no, but why does it have to be to, to get attention? It doesn't need to be. It shouldn't be. Right, it should so never think, be an let occurrence. Let me ask you this question. Do you think these riots in Portland and other places are justified? Absolutely. Six months or three months after the shootings occurred? Absolutely. This is not about, oh, you you got to be... Where's Has your there Antifa? been change? Where's your Antifa mask? Has there been morning? change? Has there been legitimate change? Well, what do they want? They want. They wanted the police department so pulled out. Black the people, the black people, out. black people, or people of color want to be equal, and they should be. No but they're argument. not in this country. But that isn't going to make them equal. Why not? Burning down their neighborhoods, graffiti painting on buildings isn't going to make that happen. Martin Luther King. Martin Luther King is. Would you agree that Martin Luther King would not be for riots? I absolutely agree with that. Dr. King never modified his principles. Very, very peaceful man. Yep. He has a very famous quote. You know what that quote is? Go ahead. A riot is the language of the unheard. Right. And that basically means that we're at a point in this country where it's a breaking point. We are on the, we are on the precipice of something very serious. Very, very serious. I'm telling you, this will not stop until there is a legitimate change in this okay. country. Give me an example, and I've asked this of many people who share your opinion. Give me an example of a law we need to pass today that's going to help solve this problem. That's not already on the books. The legitimate defund the police platform. Oh, come on. <laughs> that's your answer. Defund the police. Okay, but do you understand the platform? That's what I'm trying to say. Like, if you understand the platform, not defund the police as in, let's not pay police, let's just be done with police. Like, let's let's train the police, retrain them, do what they're supposed to be doing, not get them involved in social services and things of that nature and right. so on. Yeah, let's send a social worker out to the next uh, domestic dispute where someone's liable to get shot. It's already being done. <laughs> it it happens here in this very county. Come on, get serious. I know hey, for a we fact. we got to take a very quick break. We have Eric on hold. 1-800-795-9565 is our toll-free hotline number. Give us a call. Email us at onthemarketwkok.com or text us at 70236. Trade in and trade up at Sunbury Motors Kia. From now until the end of the month, Sunbury Motors Kia will give you more. That's right, more than your car is worth. Take advantage of Kia's first ever trade-in assist bonus cash. Get an extra $1,500 on third row 2020 Serenos. There's 22 available with savings up to $7,025. SMC has an extra $1,000 on the versatile 2020 Sportages. There's 27 available with savings up to $4,655. Plus an extra $1,000 on the stylish 2020 Kia Soul. 
vehicles with 17 available and savings up to 44.24. The demand for quality pre-owned vehicles is at an all-time high. So stop in Sunbury Motors Kia for your upgrade today. Trade in, trade up at Sunbury Motors Kia on the Strip in Hummel's Wharf. Retail trade and assist applies for model year 2000 or newer Kia or competitive model. In recent days, staying connected has meant more than ever before. At Penteladata, we thank our frontline workers for giving us the hope that tomorrow will be better and for letting us do our part in keeping everyone connected with schools, families, and friends, even while being apart. As America slowly and carefully returns to work, we're here to help your business come back smarter, bigger, and better than before with a fiber network that will keep us all connected and move us forward. Penteladata Fiber Networks. Hey, what do you want to da da da? I don't know. What do y'all think we should da da da? Well, what did we da yesterday? Hmm, yesterday. All the dolls feel like the same doll these days. I know. Like, is today Monday or Tuesday? Today is Thursday. <gasps> oh no, I forgot to call my mom on her birthday. Oh no! No! These days, nothing is normal and everything is weird. But you could still save big when you switch to Progressive. That won't change. Not today or any day. Quote today at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company Affiliates. Hello, I'm a famous rock star. You're too kind. Anyway, I'm just a regular guy. I love my family, and I love my sketches. <laughs> Looks like sketches is getting some love, too. They've got slip-ons, flexible knits, and so many ultra-comfortable shoes with sketches exclusive air-cooled memory foam. Yep, when it comes to comfort and style at a great price, absolutely nothing beats sketches. Find Skechers at a Skechers store, Skechers.com, or wherever stylish shoes are sold. Introducing Peacock, the new free streaming service from NBC Universal. It's hit movies, current shows, and live sports. News clips, trending bits, and timeless hits. It's Kim and Courtney, Seth and Jimmy, Hoda, Savannah, Fiona, and Shrek. I'm an ogre! It's the best of streaming and the best of TV. And that's why you can't not watch. Peacock. Watch for free. Upgrade for more. Stream now at PeacockTV.com. These titles plus the English Premier League and Lone Order SVU streaming now. Content availability may vary over time. Some content requires paid upgrade. Hi, everybody. Steve Jones, Scott Allen of the Washington Post on the Washington football situation. Today, 3 to 5, News Radio 1070 WKOK. Welcome back to On the Mark. We have Eric and Mike on hold. And, Eric, thank you for hanging on through the commercial break. And up, you're Eric? on the mark from Port Treverton. Good morning, gentlemen. Thank What's you up, for Eric? taking my call. Uh, welcome, Mike. Uh, maybe this week you need to call the show uh, at the mic instead of on the mark. <laughs> or, or we could call it Morning Joe or... Well, except like that, that my, but, uh, co-host, my co-host is Chris. Right. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Mike is All the right. other caller that we're waiting on. <laughs> okay, okay, got it mixed up. So we'll anyway, just call um, the Eric I show. Did not, uh, I did not uh, watch the Fox interview, but I understand you gentlemen did. Uh, I did see some reports, though, that uh, the uh, interviewer was pressing uh, President Trump on whether he would accept election results, and basically the president refused to uh, commit that he would accept the, the election results. Uh, I guess referring again to his concern about mail-in ballots. Just wanted to know, hear what your guys' opinion was on that. And as far as I know, don't Republicans also do mail-in ballots as well as Democrats? Sure they do. Well, he gave the same exact answer that he gave in 2016, essentially. He have to see. He will have to see what happens and then go from there. But then he expanded on how mail-in ballots will most definitely lead to fraud. That's that's his opinion. That's what Trump said. And they could, but they could also be done 
correctly and without fraud. I mean, I think it depends on how they're handled. Let's face it, there have been no shortage of cases, including some here in Pennsylvania, where election officials have put their thumb on the scale. And that's a bad thing. I want everybody's vote to count. I want everybody to vote. I want every vote to count. I want it to count fairly. And I want it to count quickly. You know, the thing that bothers me about mail-in ballots, Eric, is what if I change my mind between now and then? I mail it in early, and then I think, well, gee, this guy turns out to be a crook. I can't unvote for him. Well, and explain to me, because I'm not understanding, is there, so how soon before the election can you mail in a ballot? A week? Two weeks? Varies, I mean, but it varies by state. I think in Pennsylvania uh, it's two weeks or so, somewhere in that neck of the woods. Now, I may okay, be wrong well, in that. that. that barring any <laughs> You know, so people would have their mind made up uh, prior to two weeks. I know myself have had my mind made up. I'm sure both you gentlemen have as well. I think, you know, a good percentage of the American population. But I guess, what I read also, he was quoted as saying, I, I'm not a good loser. Uh, the, the president was quoted as saying, I'm not a good loser. Uh, if you look back on how many times this man has corporately filed for bankruptcy, <laughs> I would say he's a pretty <laughs> doggone good loser because he's done it so many times. Do you want a good loser as president? Somebody who says, I'll accept I'll second accept. best? Uh, my, no, my... I don't. I want the president who has lost to leave without... With, and, and follow the American tradition, the great tradition we have of transfer of power. Uh, well, and for this president to say, I may not accept that, I may not follow what our democratic process is, is again, uh, one more, one more uh, example of how this gentleman is not presidential. Now, let's be fair here, Eric. He didn't say he would start some kind of a coup if he didn't like the results. He did not well, say Well, he was certainly <laughs> insinuating that. Okay, what was he saying? Okay, so now I will not accept that. What does that mean to you? Well, it means to me that I would leave the office and complain just as, uh, just as Hillary Clinton did about how it was stolen from her. I think when he wasn't going to leave office, but he's going to, you well, know, he would be escorted. He, he would be escorted out by the United States military, the FBI, anybody else. He would be out the door so fast your head would spin. And also, uh, well, as, he would be out the door as of January twentieth or whenever the inauguration is. Right. Let's be honest. But let me just let me, let me just say for the record here, and I and I'm not trying to question the the the, the game was played the way the rules are set. But if I got two million more votes than someone, I'd have a hard time swallowing defeat as well. It's like it's like winning by four touchdowns and being told you lost. Uh, but you knew the you knew how the game was played I before know, you got I in. I know, and I and and look, I'm gonna I'm gonna take this a whole different direction and say that that those rules need to be changed. They're archaic and awful, well, but that's a different story no, for a different not. day. There's a valid reason for them. But let me ask you this question, Eric. Suppose it was it goes the other way. Suppose he wins the same way he did, and that Joe Biden has a, a majority of the popular vote. You know, are the are the people who hate you Trump going to accept that? And the answer is no. Well, they we tried did to impeach back him. in uh, 2016, didn't we? Because this is the <laughs> process we have set up. And is it right? Is it wrong? Uh, I'm not sure. And how did him? Again, we want to guarantee that each state because we are the United States. Okay, but they hounded him during every single part of that process. They impeached him. They have investigation after investigation. All I don't think they ever gave him a fair chance, Eric. I'm sorry? I said, I don't think they ever gave him a fair chance. I mean, they've investigated him. They've tried to impeach him. The people who don't like him have certainly practiced trying to throw a coup at him. <laughs> well, where there's, where there's smoke, there's got to be fire someplace. And you have to admit, there's been a lot of smoke from different places. Bingo. On both sides. On both sides. Hey, listen, we got another call we got to take. Thanks, Eric. Appreciate Thank you, gentlemen. Call appreciate the opportunity. Call again. Mike, you're on the mark from Bloomsburg. 
I have to say that's pretty rich for some, you know, for a Democrat to come out and uh, attack Trump for saying that you know he would be skeptical of election results under certain conditions when we saw what the uh, Clintons and the Democrat Party did to Trump. You know, I mean, it, it was just horrendous what they did. What was but that? The real reason. I said it was horrendous. What no, they what did, did they do? They, they made up. They made up things. All kinds of challenges. All kinds of stories and the lies Russian, to the degrade them from to, day oh, one. Yeah. The hoax. I mean, right. come on. It's the come hoax. Come on. Hey, five days. Five days after the inauguration, George Soros paid for a meeting uh, near Washington D.C. Maybe I'm not sure exactly. It was a, a restaurant, Mandarin restaurant. Four hundred elites from the left attended it and the plans were laid out for the resistance there okay funded by george soros now you talk about foreign interference okay so let, let me get off my little rant there because that that just spun me up there with with you know the whining that that pre, uh, uh, no the, the concerns that the previous caller had the reason i'm calling <clears throat> is a story was relayed to me by a retired professor from one of the local colleges who happens to be aware of a woman from Pennsylvania who traveled to Florida to visit with four of her old friends, you know, for kind of a, like a, a woman's uh, get-together weekend. And while they were there, they decided, uh, and I'm not sure exactly why, I don't believe there were any symptoms or anything, but they decided to go to one of these drive-in COVID-19 test centers. So they registered for the test, and their car was in line, and they waited, and they waited, and they waited. And finally they said, hey, we're here to have fun. So they bailed. They never got the testing. And allegedly, the woman from Pennsylvania and her four friends from Florida subsequently were all notified that they tested positive for the virus. So without I, taking I the do not know the name of the, the woman, and Mike, I haven't talked to her. Mike, but if anyone is interested in talking to her, I'll try to get her information. Mike, this is without taking the test, you're saying? That is correct. They they were waiting in line, and they got discouraged because of the amount of wait. And they finally said, hey, we're bailing, and they took off, got out of line, and left. And then subsequently, the woman from Pennsylvania was notified that she had the <laughs> virus. She tested positive, and from what I understand, her place of work was notified that she had the virus. So I, I, I don't know the woman personally, but the, the, the retired professor is a lifelong friend of mine from kindergarten, and the, the story originated out of Allentown. Well, I can give you the other side of that. My wife and I signed up for the uh, test that they give on the Walmart parking lot. I don't know who actually runs it. I guess the PA Department of Health. And uh, we went down there. They told us two to three days for results. I got mine in six days. This was three weeks ago. My wife has never gotten hers, so we don't know how she's doing. <laughs> we, assume <laughs> okay, she's yeah. doing we assume she's doing fine because she's got no symptoms of any kind. So I mean, it, it was does seven work. days after after they were there. Seven days is when the report came in. Hmm. Well, I know that we sent a request in for the results. You know, you're allowed to send in a request for results, and we got an email back from the company called Quest that says, "Don't ask us again." <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I, I I have to say that I, I'm very down on the conditions that we have right now. You know. You, we're hearing stories of people that still haven't received their uh, stimulus checks or whatever you want to call them. They haven't uh, been made whole with their unemployment yet. We're hearing stories of people that took tests now that, that they're taking forever. I mean, to tell you, 
I, you can't expect perfection of, of a country this large. Okay, this is this is a, a vast country with many different areas. Many See, different I think we states. may be running out of time. We are running out of time. I'm sorry, Mike. If you want okay. to call back and finish your thought, you'll get another minute on the other side of the news. Thanks for calling. Okay, Joe. Thanks Take very care. much. Uh huh. 1-800-795-9565. Email us at onthemarketwkok.com. Text us at seven zero two three six. Chris Elio and I will be back after the news. This is WKOK Sunbury. is CBS News on the Hour, your home for original reporting. I'm Deborah Rodriguez. San Franciscans are heading home again. The city is rolling back reopenings as California deals with a new surge in coronavirus cases. Mayor London Breed says indoor malls and non-essential offices will be closed again today. We have flattened this curve once and we must do it again. But what I'm afraid of is the complacency. People are tired of the virus. But the virus is not tired of us. Parishioners in Fresno defied state orders and attended an in-person church service. We're not going to allow Governor Newsom to tell us that we can't congregate, we can't go to church. It's in our constitution that we can do that, and there's a higher power than Governor Newsom. L.A. Mayor Eric Garcetti says his city is on the brink of reclosing. President Trump meets with top congressional Republicans today on a phase four COVID relief bill. White House correspondent Stephen Portnoy. The president has laid down two priorities for this next relief bill, a measure limiting COVID liability for businesses that reopen and a short-term elimination of the payroll tax that funds Social Security. In addition to money for state and local governments, Democrats are insisting on an extension of enhanced unemployment benefits. But Mr. Trump believes a continuation of the $600 weekly bonuses would keep many laid-off workers from actively seeking jobs. House Speaker Nancy Pelosi is sharing her last conversation with Congressman John Lewis Thursday. She tells CBS this morning. We never talked about his dying until that day. And uh, talked about it. he always said he wanted to go home. So he was going home to heaven. Lawmakers are considering the best way to pay tribute to the civil rights leader. He died Friday at the age of 80. The search is on for a suspect after a deadly delivery at the home of a federal judge in New Jersey. WCBS Radio's Marla Diamond. Police say Judge Esther Salas's husband, criminal defense attorney Mark Andrell, was shot in the abdomen by someone posing as a federal delivery man. The couple's 20-year-old son, Daniel, who rushed downstairs, was killed. Marion Costanza is a family friend. The only child of very fine parents who absolutely adored him. Washington, D.C. police say one man was killed, eight wounded, when three people opened fire on a street in the Columbia Heights neighborhood. Didn't even think it was gunshots, actually. just sounded like fireworks. Bikes on the ground. It looks like people just got up and ran. Police believe it was a targeted attack. An online petition calls on Trader Joe's to rebrand international food with catchy names like Trader Ming's, Trader Jose, and Trader Giotto. Critics say they perpetuate racial stereotypes. The company says changes are already in the works. S&P futures up one. This is CBS News. CBS News Radio is your home for breaking news. With our team of reporters around the country and the world, we give you the coverage you can trust. Liberty Mutual Insurance Company presents... And Doug. Check it out, Limu. Got a brand new motorcycle jacket and matching leather pants. Now let's go for a ride and tell everyone that Liberty Mutual customizes their motorcycle insurance. 
So you only pay for what you need. Oh my gosh, this leather does not breathe well. You can't suffocate in leather, can you? Liberty, 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 Liberty. Get a customized quote at LibertyMutual.com. At CDW, we get putting productivity within reach of remote employees. That's why I'm WFC, working from couch and moving everything within arm's length, like the microwave. Lunchtime. You should talk to the experts at CDW. They can orchestrate a more efficient workspace solution using light, powerful devices from Lenovo to keep your teams productive from anywhere, couch included. Yeah, but do they have grabber claws? IT orchestration by CDW. People who get Learn more at cdw.com slash Lenovo client. Some NFL players are worried about reporting to training camp this week. They're some of the NFL's biggest names with some even bigger issues. Players like Super Bowl winning quarterback Drew Brees of the New Orleans Saints frustrated by the league ignoring advice from its own medical experts. Brees tweeting, if the NFL doesn't do their part to keep players healthy, there is no football in 2020. Seattle Seahawks' Russell Wilson, whose wife is pregnant, also took to Twitter saying, we want to play football, but we also want to protect our loved ones. Other issues include testing, opt-out clauses, and preseason games. Lisa Mateo, CBS News. Starting today, if you book a flight on Delta and claim a condition that prevents you from wearing a mask, you'll have to undergo a complete medical evaluation before you're allowed to board the plane. The airline's website advises arriving early because it could take up to an hour. False claims could get your travel privileges taken away. Deborah Rodriguez, CBS News. During these unprecedented times, we know you're all worried about your family's health, your job, and paying your bills. Stop the endless debt cycle, especially now. Be proactive and take advantage of unique programs in place to help you get free of your debt. Don't wait for the bills to pile up and the banks to breathe down your neck. The program at Total Financial Freedom can help you get free of credit card debt, internet and signature loans, and even timeshares. You pay only a fraction of what you owe and they even offer a guarantee. Call now at 800-899-8922 to see if you can qualify and receive a free book written by our CEO, the Debt Dietitian. A-plus rated, Total Financial Freedom has helped thousands get debt relief without considering bankruptcy. During these stressful times, debt doesn't need to add to it. Call now, 800-899-8922 and get your free copy of the book to help you at 800-899-8922. That's 800-899-8922. News Radio 1070 WKOK presents On the Mark. It's a chance to voice your opinion on the events that affect life in the Susquehanna Valley. Call 1 800 795 9565 or email on the mark at WKOK.com. Now, here are your hosts for On the Mark. Mark Lawrence and Joe McGranahan. And as we said at the start of the last half hour, Mark Lawrence on vacation this week. I'm Joe McGranahan. With me is Chris Elio. On the Mark is brought to you by the Sunbury Motor Company. Check them out at www.sunbury.com. Don't want to miss that last W. www.sunburymotors.com. Our toll-free line is open. Call us at 1-800-795-9565. Email us at onthemarkatwkok.com or text us at 702. 
888-900-2236. We've got some news headlines, and with them, here's Chris Elio. Thank you very much. Good morning. Um, So we've heard about these uh, protests and rallies and things that have happened across the country. It's happening here at home, too. Dozens of people attended a a nonviolent unity and cleansing rally in Williamsport Brandon Park yesterday. Their presence was in response to white supremacists who paraded through the park the day before. One of the organizers of Sunday's event told WNEP that they were there to reclaim the park and cleanse the space of hatred. Saturday, there was a small group of white supremacists who staged a brief demonstration, but disbanded as police arrived in force to break up the event, which was conducted without a permit. Uh, elsewhere, Out of curiosity, was the event yesterday conducted without a permit, and did the police break it up? I'm assuming, uh, since it wasn't mentioned, yesterday was performed with a permit. I, I don't really know. It's not It's not in the news that I've the read. The mayor was not issuing permits because of COVID-19, which is why the other group didn't have a permit to march. So I'm assuming this one was also done without a permit and done illegally. Just do, out of curiosity. I honestly do not know, and I will look into that as soon as I possibly can. That's your assignment for the day. All right, you got it. Thank you. Uh, state police, uh, in other news, state police are investigating a memorial sculpture in Union County that was vandalized. The memorial sculpture was in honor of Ahmad Arbery, the black man who was shot and killed while jogging through a neighborhood in Georgia earlier in the year. Uh, It was located on the front lawn of a home on Route 304. Police say a vehicle approached the home, damaged the sculpture, and threw away. It happened on Thursday night around 10 p.m. If anyone has any information connected with this incident, you are to contact state police in Milton if you are interested in trying to help. And finally, we have a COVID-19 update for the Valley. There are three new cases of COVID-19 in the Valley. They have been confirmed, and an 11th person has died in Northumberland County since the virus outbreak. It's in its daily update Sunday. The state health department, uh, Department of Health, sorry, confirmed two new Northumberland cases that, uh, that leaves its stand at 363 overall cases and now 11 deaths overall. Actually, I think that they did that exactly the right way. I don't. Th- I don't think that the permit, or the, the the neo-Nazi group, should have been denied permission to assemble. I don't believe. I, I believe in free speech. Even if it's speech I hate, I don't want to hear. I don't have to go listen to it. But they should have that right. But I don't think they should be confronted by protesters at the time. I think what this other group did was actually the right thing. The next day, hold a counter rally, no confrontation. Just you know, we're here to say that we didn't like what happened yesterday. We're expressing our right to to say that. That to me is the right way to do it. I, I'm I'm of a different mind when it comes to the free speech thing and when it comes to hate speech and, th- and it's threatening, especially that particular case on Saturday. Apparently, they were walking around with weapons. But, they, the whole but you're thing. allowed to walk around with weapons. Yes, I know, but... There, uh, you but see the weapons out in the uh, chop zone? That people are getting shot and killed there. Well, those those was, are your buddies. Uh, but it's hate speech, and that's the difference. Well, isn't that hate speech? If I shoot you with a gun because I don't like your political ideas, isn't that hate speech? Whether it's done on the right or the left? Well, if you shoot someone, obviously it's hate speech. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, we throw this term hate speech that's around very loosely today. Anything I disagree with, oh, that's hate speech. No, no, no. Oh, no, no, hate no, 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 no. See, no. You do. I do not. If if you don't like Black Lives Matter, let's say you're just for some reason you're like, whatever. I don't care about their plight. I don't, or I don't care about their stance, or whatever it is, or I don't agree with the way they're going about doing things. That's fine. But I can certainly make the argument and easily make the argument that Black Lives Matter is not hate speech. They're saying, hey, we matter. I didn't say it was hate speech. Nazis is hate speech. <laughs> There's no there's no goodness that comes out of like Nazis are hateful. Like that's just what it, that whole platform 
stands for wiping out people that are not the same. Whereas black people with well, I'm black not lives disagree matter. Disagree with you. The Nazis are reprehensible. Us, I agree. But Nazis are reprehensible. So that's the difference, though, in the speech. They still have the right to make that speech here in this country, whether do we they? like it or not. Yes, they should do. Should they? Yes, they should. Really? Yes, they should. I disagree with you. I mean, if we start deciding who gets to make a speech we we don't like, I think if we simple. get down that slippery slope, I think it's a simple line then to tomorrow draw. your ideas could be out of favor and my group could say, you can't say that no, anymore. No, no, no. We're going to stop you from saying that. I disagree with you. I think that I think it's an easy line to draw. No, it's not. Don't speak hate. Don't but speak who's, hate. Who, who's going to determine what's hate speech and what isn't? It's obvious. Who? No, it's not obvious. Why is it not obvious? Give remember me an example. What, remember, uh, give, me an, me give, give me an ambiguous example. Example, one that could be misconstrued. Let me give you an example from I think it was Chief Justice William Rehnquist when Please he was do. asked about to define pornography. He said, "I don't know what it is, but I'll know it when I see it." Okay, that's pornography. But that's the see, same pornography thing. Pornography is Everybody ambiguous. draws the. You're missing my point entirely. It went right over your head. Everybody's going to draw that line at a different place. And who? Gets to draw that line becomes a critical importance in determining whether or not my right to free speech is abridged because you don't like what I'm saying. No, hate and is that's hate. wrong in this country. Hate is hate. But so what? Hate is hate. Am I allowed to this hate? Let's say I want to be a hater. I woke up this morning. I want to hate the world. Well, you're not allowed to hate. And, I'm not allowed to say it. I'm so not allowed then, to say I hate okay. Chris Elio. Well, let me. I don't, but, but I'm not let, allowed to say it. But let me throw it. Okay. Well, let me throw it at you a different way then. So don't throw anything at me. That's hate. Well, no. So then, so then, <laughs> let's just say you decide you hate me. And you work in this office, in this studio, just like I do. And you're walking around and you're talking to, you know, one of the DJs and you're like, that, that Chris Elio, he's a blah, blah, blah. And you're talking about me. You have the freedom to do that. Do I have the freedom to completely eviscerate your face if I wanted to? No. Right. Why? Well, because that's assault and assault's a Oh, crime. but what if I decide that's not assault? But you're missing the point. No, no, you're the, you don't the remember point. the old. Hate you don't remember hate. the old adage: "Sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will never hurt me." Wait, but whoever you, made that up that. is the person that made that up. <laughs> That's the point that I'm making. Hate is hate. There is no ambiguity. There's, yes, there is, is ambiguity. There, there isn't. I'm sorry. I can't. I. I, I might hate broccoli. But that, am I allowed to say that? But if I say, I hate Chris Elio. But broccoli doesn't have a, a soul or feeling. I'm Irish. Suppose I say I hate Irish people. Is that hate speech? Yes. I, okay, but I'm, I'm, <laughs> I can say I hate broccoli, well, you but could I can't say, say you I hate dislike Irish I, people. You could say you dislike <laughs> Irish people, but if you walk around using slurs against Irish people just all day long. They do it all the time. Then, then an Irish person <laughs> has every right to, to attack you. <laughs> well, really? They should be, yes. Oh, my God. If you're allowed to spew hate, you then should be You are truly an anarchist. No, but, I I'm, I'm a realist. <laughs> okay, we got to get to Dick from Milton. Dick, you're on the mark. Well, I want to make two points here. On, fr on Friday, you weren't there, but one of the callers called in and talked about when you could, if you Google and put and put a number with new cases, it would automatically pop up, and he would he acted like it was nefarious. So I did it, but the problem was it finds cases maybe a month or two months ago somewhere in the country. That's all that did. It doesn't. In other words, let's say the number was 547, and you type that in new cases, and it might find something from three months ago or two months ago in, in San Diego or somewhere like that. That's, that's all it did. So there was nothing nefarious about it. Okay. And he didn't realize that you, that's what it was doing. It was just going and finding that number and attaching it to cases anywhere in the United States. Okay. So there was nothing nefarious about it. So, and my other, point, my other point is, you know, I've been going to Canada for 40-some years now, a lot of times, and we're not allowed to go to Canada this year because they take this pandemic seriously. And I'm going to Canada. give you a couple statistics here over the weekend. For example, over the weekend, 
just uh, since in the last three days, our, in our country, we, we have had, in the, just in the last three days, we've had 196,830 more cases. In Canada, they had 2,904. And I multiplied it out, but we have nine times the population in, in, in the United States as they do in Canada. And we had 68 times more cases in the last three days than they had. <laughs> Okay. I love Canada. <laughs> my point, my point being is, they take this pretty seriously. They, I just think they wear their mask, they wash, they wash their hands more often, and and they just don't want us there because they're they're actually real more serious about this than we, we are. Take care of and I citizens. think it's pretty sad. We could be doing this down here too. Well, the problem I see is that the United States of America is full of full of patriot type people who decide they're going to follow our constitution and they're going to do what uh, they want to do, whether you I like it or not. And I, and I understand that aspect of it, but the thing the thing you can follow it to way to your grave. That's my point. <laughs> but isn't that my choice in a free country? Oh yeah, my yeah, God! Yeah, but you're also spreading that to somebody yeah, so else. Yeah, you're also in their hurting grave. other people. <laughs> well, in, in other words, Joe, listen, listen, Joe. I know your I know your stance, and I know this. And you don't get my point. You always say that. You don't understand my point, to everybody. My point is that we could have been doing this all along and made it much safer down here. No, I won't argue that with you. We could have done a lot of things, but you know, if the president—it's never good. If, that, if, if their if their argument is, well, it's my constitutional right to kill you, then that's what's going to happen, and we'll oh. never solve this. Well, Ambiguity. I mean, and it started from Ambiguity. the top down by the president. He just—he just refused to say to people wear a mask. But Dick, we do the same thing with dri with drinking and driving. I mean, people get behind the wheel well, drunk, and they take yeah, people's lives. Yeah, but you're not going to kill somebody. And you're not going to kill people all over Pennsylvania by dri by hitting somebody today with your car. But you could you could spread this all over. And we're going to we're going to, Joe. I'm just telling you that this could have been solved a long time ago. And and it, and it's not not just me saying this. It's a lot of people that have a lot of common sense. Okay, so who's responsible? Well, I. I'm telling you that the United States people are responsible for not uh, not at least following the guidelines and doing what they were right. supposed to be doing all this time. You're right. I mean, I, I think it's but a personal issue. But my point is it started from the top down, and you can take that any way you want it. The top down. Thank you. So what about governors in the states that opened up? Some but of them yeah, some are Democrats. actually took it seriously, and our, and our pandemic here is nothing like it is in, in Texas, right. in Florida, Arizona, Absolutely. and all those, in some of these smaller states. They didn't take it very seriously. But when the president oh, said... Oh, you can't wear a mask. Well, and by the way, over in Mifflinburg, I see that they took their, 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 their uh, Martin Luther thesis off the door, and their employees are now wearing masks. Well, that's a good move. Yeah, that's a good move. But seriously... And I knew you weren't going to agree with me, but my only no, point I is agree. in I Canada, they took this seriously. In the United States, we didn't take it seriously. That's all I'm going to tell you. No, I, I agree and with we, you that we could have taken it more seriously than we did, but I don't think anybody's at fault. I think if the Chinese had been oh, honest right, about... Nobody's at fault for no, this. Let me finish. If the Chinese had been forthcoming about exactly what we were dealing with, and then the president had not acted, I would agree with you completely. But they weren't. They lied to us about what we were seeing and what, what was happening, and so we so made... Some decisions based Do you think that President Trump actually takes this seriously? Uh, no, I don't think he takes seriously. it seriously. No, I don't think he does. does. He takes it seriously. He doesn't, he doesn't listen to this. He doesn't listen to this. In fact, right now he wants to. I see where he wants to kind of almost. We'll use the word defund the the uh, the. Uh, thing for testing again. He, Dick, doesn't want, he doesn't want any more money to go into testing. Dick, I answered your question. I don't think he takes it seriously because I think he's focused on trying to get people back to work. I think he's weighed this and he has determined that we're at greater risk by closing down than we are in staying open. Now that's a judgment call. Is he right or wrong? Time will tell. Well, let me ask you another question. Now, let's say two months from now, we're, we're, we're worse off than we are now. Then what would you say then to President Trump? That he made a terrible mistake. But what if at two months from now he's right and it's disappeared, what will you say? 
Well, I'll, I'll tell you, I'll call you and apologize to you because I don't <laughs> think it's going to be better in two months. Yeah, I mean, okay. if, he, if he gets if he gets it right, then he gets it right. Hey, th- fair enough, Nick. Thanks, thanks for your call, and and I don't entirely disagree with you. So you made some headway today. Take care, Dan. You're on the mark this morning. Hey, good morning, fellas. You know, you're talking about hate speech and Black Lives Matter. This whole process since the uh, episode with George Lloyd has nothing to do with Black Lives Matter. It's absolutely a farce. They don't, them groups do not care about black lives. They care about uh, changing our whole system, divide and conquer. They want a socialist system here in the United States. So I most of us aren't falling for Black Lives Matter. That group does not care about black lives. The only thing they care about is overthrowing our representative government system and having a socialist system. You really think that? I mean, I, I'm sorry, I disagree with you on that. I think uh, I think that the Black Lives people are serious about it. I question some of their motivations about how they're approaching it, but I think they're in dead earnest about what they're concerned about. My problem is that some Black Lives seem to matter more than others to them. Uh, the w- Black Lives taken by white police officers matter a great deal. The Black Lives taken by other Black people in Chicago don't seem to matter as much. It's a different platform. It doesn't. No. It's not the same thing. But yes, it is. No. Black Lives matter, or they don't matter. No. It's one of the two. It's definitely not, because the Black Lives Movement is about police brutality and being treated equally So what what movement is there to try and save the inner city kids? I think there are 59 people shot in Chicago this weekend. for decades. It's called gun control in this country. Oh, come on. It's not the only reason, Chris. You've got to get the blinders off on that one, buddy. Well, no, but they've been working. I mean, Al Sharpton has had um, a lot of the black leaders, not just Al Sharpton, have had lots and lots and lots of um, uh, they've met with the the government of Chicago. They've met with uh, they've held rallies there. Yet it's Al Sharpton time. has delivered the eulogy at almost every black funeral of a black killed by a white police officer. How many funeral orations has he given in Chicago for young kids shot by their fathers crossing the street with them? Well, what None. Is he, like, is he supposed to be everywhere? I mean, come on. No, give the, the guy a break. He goes to the ones that matter to him, not no, to the ones No, he goes to the that, ones that matter to the country. They all should matter to the country. No, if black do, lives matter, they, they all should matter. Come on. No, you're hey, missing man. the point. No, you're missing you're the point. You're trying bo- to excuse... Okay, so, so, if, so if you're standing up for, you know, because you were just having a discussion with me about how, you know, white lives should matter, too, like off the air or whatever. Like we were having a discussion about like how, you know, it's it's it's, uh, you know, the, the, the population percentage difference. Like there's more white people than like like should we all attend all the funerals or, or they don't matter? Like that that's an, that's a no, ridiculous, but I don't see like, I don't comparison. see people holding marches in support of the people that it's are killed innocently. Before. It's happened many, many times. Well, it's so happened is, many so times. So police officers shooting suspects. Gun that's violence, happened too. Gun violence. Gun control. That's gun we've violence. We've been marching on that forever. Forever and ever and but ever. But that's not the biggest problem. I'm sorry, Dan, we're taking your time. Sorry, go ahead. Dan, go ahead. <laughs> that's, no, that's fine. I'm, but, uh, you know, they have these protests and all they are, is, most of them is looting and burning. And that's the untrue. main thing that's going on i'm sorry to disagree with you joe but this the whole idea is conquer 
and divide. If they were concerned about black lives, they would close the abortion clinics in the black parts of the city. There's more black babies being aborted and killed. They don't even have a chance at life, period. And if they really cared, they'd want school choice. The schools in the cities are terrible. Every city has a terrible public school that's not working. If they were serious, they would want school choice, which our president wants. No, I think if they were so serious, they could, I'm going I'm to disagree with you on that, Dan. I think that we have an obligation in this country to create and maintain the absolute best public education system we can so that every kid has a fair shot, not just those who can get a voucher to go somewhere else or those who can attend a parochial school, but we need to make the public education system in this country second to none. Agreed. And then maybe we'll yeah. solve some of these problems. Yes. Have been saying ever since they've been trying to make it better, it's only beget, been getting worse. And the kids in the parochial and Christian and charter schools are doing much better in them cities. I'm not talking about out here. <laughs> we have good public schools. I'm talking about Chicago and them places. Okay. It's, they're not doing their job, Joe. They're I'm sorry, the public schools in them cities, I can't use the word on the air. Well, good, the way don't they use are. it. Hey, listen, <laughs> we, we, we got to take a break, Dan. Thanks for your call. I'm sorry we took some of your time. We call like back later, show. we'll give you a minute. No, that's fine. <laughs> take care. 1 800 795 9565. Cindy, hang on, we'll get to you in a moment. Uh, our friend Tom had this to say Joe being taken to the cleaners. I love it. Dan, oh, brother. Good job, Chris. You got a fan out there, buddy. Yes, at least one. One trade <laughs> in and trade up at Sunbury Motors Kia. From now until the end of the month, Sunbury Motors Kia will give you more. That's right, more than your car is worth. Take advantage of Kia's first ever trade-in assist bonus cash. Get an extra $1,500 on third row 2020 Serenos. There's 22 available with savings up to $7,025. SMC has an extra $1,000 on the versatile 2020 Sportages. There's 27 available with savings up to $4,655. Plus an extra $1,000 on the stylish 2020 Kia Soul with 17 available and savings up to 44.24. The demand for quality pre-owned vehicles is at an all-time high. So stop in Sunbury Motors Kia for your upgrade today. Trade in, trade up at Sunbury Motors Kia on the Strip in Hummel's Wharf. Retail trade and assist applies for model year 2000 or newer Kia or competitive model. Did you know Susquehanna Life Magazine now has a companion podcast? Stay tuned to learn more. Hi, this is Erica Shames, publisher of Susquehanna Life Magazine. Peterson Toscano brings each issue of the magazine to life as host of the Susquehanna Life Out Loud podcast. It features his engaging interviews with people involved in the most compelling activities. In the summer's 2020 podcast, you'll learn about a group of women who are breaking ground with the growing fly fishing phenomenon. You'll also hear from Kendra Auker, CEO of Evangelical Community Hospital. She talks about the COVID-19 pandemic and what we can do to protect ourselves. Food lovers will learn about Kafka's restaurant in Loganton. They specialize in Georgian, Armenian, and Russian cuisine. 
Writer Glenn Rediff tells us about the Sunbury Sandwich Stroll. And from the Toscano Family Recipe Files, Peterson shares the incredibly delicious Mom's Homemade Raw Tomato Sauce. You'll hear all this and more in the latest episode of Susquehanna Life Out Loud. Find it at Podbean, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, and at SusquehannaLife.com. Hi, this is Season from Purdy Insurance. As we continue in the green phase per the governor's order, most of our staff continues to work from home to practice social distancing for the safety of our staff and clients. During this time, we are operating under the guidance of the insurance department. Our office remains available to service our current and new clients by phone, by calling 570-286-5855, email, and by appointment. Our after-hours emergency service is also ready to assist our clients with their needs. From the team at Purdy Insurance, stay safe, be well, be kind, and know that we remain dedicated dedicated to the highest levels of service to protect what matters most. Do you like new guns? How about old guns? What about new old guns? Or old new guns? Or new old new guns? Okay, now I'm just as confused as you are. But the point is, whatever kind of guns you like, the Little Sportsman Shop probably has them. With the area's largest selection, they keep up to date on the newest firearms and accessories and have a used gun section that is always well stocked. And did I mention they have layaway? The Little Sportsman Shop is your headquarters for whatever new or old gun you're looking for. Stop in today on Route 147 outside of Northumberland. The Little Sportsman Shop. They're anything but little. Welcome back to On the Mark. I'm Joe McGranahan along with Chris Elio, one of Chris's supporters, wrote in a moment ago. Now one of his detractors has heard from says, please educate your co-host Chris as to investigative methods. I'm going to have to turn you off if I have to listen to him blather all week. Cite your sources or call it your opinion. So far this morning I've heard him credit only Facebook as the source for his facts. Uh, my, my, just, just to follow up on that for a second, uh, my opinions are based on the facts that I read. So... Uh, yeah. Well, I think well, hopefully all of our opinions are based that way. Good morning, Cindy. You're so. on the mark. <laughs> Good morning, gentlemen. Good morning, Cindy. The First Amendment to the Constitution of the United States of America reads, Congress shall make no law respecting an establishment of religion or prohibiting the free exercise thereof or abridging freedom of speech or of the press or the right of the people to peacefully assemble and to petition their government for a redress of grievances. I say, based on that right given to me through the Constitution, that people who seek to strip me of those rights written there are practicing hate speech. And a good example would be the uh, suffragists who stood outside the White House during the fight for the right to vote. They were called the silent sentinels, and they stood there with flags that they had made, banners, that read, you know, that they deserve the right to free to uh, vote. When would they be free? When would they enjoy suffrage, etc.? And men came in crowds and physically attacked them. And in the end, they were imprisoned and starved and abused and force-fed, all against their right for freedom of speech. And we do a great harm to this nation when we decide that only the things that we believe are worthy of free speech Amen. and only the things that we agree with should be said out loud or written in, and, and made available to other people, that only our thoughts are the holy thoughts and everyone else's thoughts are the monster thoughts. We Could. do a terrible disservice to, to 
what, two, two and a half centuries of people fighting for the belief that these are their rights. And I, frankly, won't be stripped of my right to speak freely, whether someone agrees with me and what I believe or not, because in so doing, I surrender all my rights. Couldn't agree with you more, Cindy. Couldn't agree with you more. And Thank you know, you, the, the speech that we have to protect is the speech we don't want to hear, the speech that we think is hateful or disgusting. If we don't stand up for that, you know, what was that old line about? I think Eric Bonhoeffer said when they went after the Jews, I didn't care because I wasn't Jewish. When they went after the, you know, another group, I didn't care because right. I wasn't in that group. Sooner or later, they come for you. Right. And if we don't That's stand exactly up for right. our rights. So then. That's exactly right. And, and, just because you don't agree with me that I think women have the right to vote doesn't give you the right to physically attack me. And it is a, it is a huge disservice to uh, take dissent or a differing kind of opinion and turn those people into monsters. I have often differed with what was happening in my community and have, and have used my right to free speech to speak out about it, whether everyone agreed with me or not. I can name several cases, and believe me, some of the things I had to say were not popular, but that didn't make them wrong, nor did it make those other people right. And we should be adult enough to be able to sit and listen to someone else's point of view. Think about Rockwell's painting, Freedom of Speech. That is a man who stood up in a meeting and spoke out against a development that was going to be done in his town. And in that, in that picture, they show the people listening to him, listening to him. And it was based on a true incident. And people didn't attack him because they disagreed with him. Yeah. People well, who suggest that we have the right to attack people whose beliefs and whose thoughts and whose words are different from our own, they're undermining the very essence of the Constitution of, re of our country. And I say that that is hate speech. So and if actually, you want to outlaw hate speech, let's go there. And actually, we're feeding, them, we're feeding them the ammunition they make to bring us down. Exactly. Exactly. It doesn't hurt anyone to listen to what someone else has to say, whether you agree with them or not. You should be capable of that. That is mature, adult, intelligent behavior. That is, that is how we should all be able to conduct ourselves. So Thank now, you, gentlemen. You, you're very welcome. So now, I'll, I'll, I guess I'll ask you then. Okay. So Because I, I would have liked to have hear, heard Cindy's point of view on this because, you know, I found that very compelling. Uh, I'm not going to lie to you. I found okay. that very compelling. But what do you do in a situation when you have, let's say, uh, a leader who scapegoats an entire section of society? Let's, I don't know, call him Hitler. Mm -hmm. And he goes up in front of the nation and he garners support because he's charismatic and he's you know, he's got this way about him. And it's pure hate speech. There's just no way around it. Like, there's the no way around it. And he was free to do so. Look at this and, and I'm not, And I'm not saying, I'm not saying that, you know, a, a guy can't go and rent a hall and, and hold his own thing. 
Like that, that's that, but you, what you're right saying ahead. is even what you're saying is even but more like insidious. In a public, like you're in a saying, public park. But what you're saying is even more insidious. You're saying that you know because this guy says things I don't like, and people are following him. This is terrible. It's not that I don't like it. I don't mind. It's it's my concern is. But if that's where the, the majority, this is a republic of it. This is a republic. If the republic votes for hatefulness, if we elect, let's say Earl Bigot runs for president well, of the United I States, and Earl Bigot, I guess that's the answer. Earl Bigot makes a speech, <laughs> and he lets everybody knows exactly where he stands. He's a bigot. Well, he's if, proud if of America it. goes towards the and if America votes ticket. for him, America votes for him. This is a republic. The the majority of the people have spoken. Are they right? Maybe not. Probably not. But they've spoken, and that's, that's the, the way answer. you're saying you don't like the fact the president says he might not accept the election results. But you're just saying that you wouldn't accept those results because you don't like them. But that wouldn't be hate speech. But I do. Yes, think it would be. If you turn it against the, the majority of the people, I think you're practicing hate speech. No, no. What I'm saying is I wouldn't act that way if president if the president says well I'm I, I don't like these results so I'm not going to accept them and then all of a sudden we have to remove him forcefully I, I wouldn't take that as hate speech but if he all of a sudden won the election on the let's kill all Mexicans ticket and 50% or more of them uh, of the country voted for that I'd be a Canadian well, that would be your right. <laughs> like that would, that would be your right. And look I at have all no the people. With that. Look at all the people who said they were going to leave the country if Trump won. Whoopi Goldberg. Last time I looked, is still here. Yeah, those are empty still threats. on TV. But what I'm saying is, <laughs> I, you know, I've said ridiculous things like that in the past too. But I can honestly tell you that if we had a leader that ran on a ticket of pure hate speech, and now but I'm you're telling you, you wouldn't I'm telling you the, the president. I'm telling you the president. No, no, that's not what I said. No, that's I exactly said, what you said. I said as an example, if our country went in a direction. First off, he only got like 44 percent of of the vote. So. There's that. He didn't even win the majority. So let's just wipe that right off the table. And secondly... We can't wipe it off the table because that's the way this country is run. Right, it's the, the way we, we've set up the Constitution. But you've literally taken what I said as an example and twisted it around to something different. No, I haven't. I've, I've, I've taken exactly what you said at face value. What You're I saying said that was, you would be a Canadian. You would leave the country because you don't like the results of that election that you hypothesized. Or, uh, hypothesized. Right. If, if 50% or more of this country voted for a let's kill all Mexicans agenda? Well, nobody's, you know, that's an extreme. Nobody's going to run on that. Well, Hitler ran on a Hit, let's no, get he, rid of the Jews. No, he didn't run on that. He blamed them for the problems, but he, oh, he favored... But he said let's get rid of them. Vocally, he favored resettlement. He favored getting them out of the country. <laughs> Only after the Wannsee Conference did they adopt the final solution, right. which, okay, was, that's to, right. so which was, was to kill them. Gotcha. And that was wrong, but he didn't run on that. Many people in Germany, and not all of them, he but many of them said if the Fuhrer only knew what was being done in his name, he would be appalled. You know, maybe they like to kid themselves, but still, that's not likely to happen in the United States of America. No, I agree. We all want to scapegoat somebody for our problems. I'd love to find somebody to blame for every right? problem I've ever had. That would be awesome. And I found them. I blame me. I <laughs> right. created them. Well, I, I made them. I, I'm the one responsible for them. There's too little of this in this country of people owning up to their own problems. They want to blame somebody else. That's where you get into trouble. That's where when you start looking for somebody, as you said, to scapegoat, mm -hmm. now you got a problem. 
home. Hey, sure. we got to take a quick break. We have a call coming in. We invite your participation. 1-800-795-9565. That's our toll-free hotline number. Email us at onthemarketwkok.com or text us at 70236. When it comes to car buying, there's the other guy's way, and then there's the SMC way. The other guys force you into a vehicle you really don't want. The Subway Motors way lets you take the time you need to browse, ask questions, and take the test drive and think on it. For over 100 years, the Merth family and all their employees have made your experience the most pleasant one you'll ever have. The other guys won't offer you the best price for your trade, no matter how much they say they will. The SMC way is their promise to provide you with the most money the market shows your vehicle is worth. The SMC way is to offer you all applicable factory rebates on new vehicles and generous discounts. Looking for a pre-owned vehicle? The SMC way checks each vehicle in a 200-mile radius to determine the lowest price, then beat it. It's the lowest price promise, just part of the SMC way. The choice is up to you. The other guy's way or the SMC way? The SMC way wins every time. Sunbury Motors Company in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury, and at sunburymotors.com. Selling more cars and satisfying more customers for over 100 years. Hey, Lisa, we need to talk. About what? Why are Caldwell Banker signs covering this entire area overnight? I'm not mad about it. I'm going to need an explanation. Ah, yes. Caldwell Banker has launched a rebrand with the new North Star logo, and we are excited to be rolling out our new look in our local market. Wait. Do I need a new look? How about a mullet? Oh, please no. But now is an awesome time for sellers and buyers to jump on board with the stars of Caldwell Banker Pen 1 and find out how we can guide you home. Contact us at CaldwellBankerPen1.com. I'm Tamara Persing, Vice President of Patient Care Services and Chief Nursing Officer at Evangelical Community Hospital. We understand the fear and uncertainty the COVID-19 pandemic can cause, but it's important that you continue to make your health a priority and address issues promptly. At Evangelical, we are taking extra precautions to make sure you are as safe as possible when you visit us for care. We are screening patients and employees, separate testing and care areas for COVID-19 patients and patients suspected of having COVID-19. Everyone is required to wear a mask. We've configured our waiting areas to allow you to continue practicing physical distancing and we are still restricting visitors. You can be confident in seeking your care at the hospital or one of our many specialty practices. Visit evanhospital.com backslash virus for more information or call our COVID-19 hotline 570-522-4530. The Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Andrew Brandt, Monday morning quarterback. Players aren't even gathered yet and we're seeing positive tests right and left. So we've got a problem. In March, we shut down sports with one positive test. And now we have hundreds of positive tests and we're starting up sports. And there's no vaccine, and there's no cure, but it's really about not disrupting billions of dollars in business. The Steve Jones Show, 3 to 5 weekdays on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Hi, everybody. Steve Jones, Scott Allen of the Washington Post on the Washington football situation. Today, 3 to 5, News Radio 1070 WKOK. Welcome back to On the Mark. Mark Lawrence taking the week off. I'm Joe McGranahan here with me today, Chris Elio. Tomorrow, Wednesday, and Thursday, it'll be Steve Kushaloff. Chris will be back on Friday, if I'm right. Are you you're coming back on Friday? Indeed. You are. Okay. I'll be, I'll be putting up the Dukes with Sir Ben Reichley. We have a question for you. It says, a question for your guest host today. Is it hate speech to advocate for a biblical worldview regarding homosexuality and transgenderism? Any, any worldview that isolates a sect of society and tells them that they don't belong is hate speech. Period. 
Wow. Okay. That's what it is. So you're saying the Bible, Nobody, is, the okay. Bible is hate speech. Well, let me reverse it. Is it hate speech if there's a worldview, if we preach the worldview that all Christians are bad? And it's not necessarily and hate speech unless you act on it. In other words, if oh, all okay. I do is say this is what I believe and I try to convince you that I'm right, uh, that's not hate speech. So hate speech has to be acted on. So there has to be a physical act. That's actual hate. Well, yeah, like actual physical hate. Physical hate. Well, isn't that the ultimate goal? If I hate you, that I want to stamp, so, stamp you so out? So to you, hate speech doesn't exist then? No, I think it exists, but I don't think it should be barred. I think that it should be out there in the open where we can see it find it reprehensible, stay away from the people who, who utter it if we choose to, but we don't take their right away to say it because tomorrow somebody might want to take your right away to say something else. What if you have no choice? Well, you, mean you always well, have a choice. Do you really? Because what if what if I live in a town with a park where my kids like to go and there's a Nazi just constantly spewing his nonsense? I can't have him arrested. I can't have you him You tell removed. your son, we're not going to that park, or if we go to that park, don't listen to that man. But now that person's hate speech is infringing on my right to, in, to enjoy my public park. But that's always the case. Suppose the guy was there with uh, 65,000 pigeons and he, he was feeding them, attracting them, and making your life miserable because the pigeons are pooping on you. I guarantee that there's an ordinance <laughs> against that. Well, there, but there's no ordinance against free speech because the Constitution says you shall not abridge it. Well, because it's hate speech and it should No, be. it doesn't say that. Chris, you're on the mark this morning. Good morning, sir. Yeah, the uh, ACLU, which lost a lot of monetary support because of it, supported the right of uh, Nazis to march in a Jewish suburb of Chicago. Right, they did. And that right was affirmed and they did look i'm not saying i'm not i'm not saying that like that this is a hard and fast thing i'm kind of kicking around well, a theory yes, here yes i'm just uh, agreeing for sydney with sydney for a change right That's no all. cindy was great when sometimes when she gets on her high horse and goes on she's <laughs> right <laughs> well i agree with her too that but you can't bring yourself to say you agree with me can you <laughs> oh yes, that's I hard can. thing to do. But you, Especially I don't when you're think looking you really right believe it. But oh, I do really believe it because uh, a lot of the right wing stuff is uh, well, they were suppressing the Communist Party. They were suppressing the views of people talking against uh, uh, for socialism and Marxism. And they have a long history of doing that. McCarthyism, the whole thing. Right. And oh, and speaking of which, uh, which justice did you say knew pornography when he saw it? I thought it was Rehnquist, but I could be wrong on that. Yes, it's Potter Stewart. Potter Stewart, okay, thank and you. And Douglas had a better system. He didn't think there was such a thing that should be banned as pornography. And so he didn't have to go watch the movies. And he enjoyed not having to watch the stuff. All the other eight <laughs> justices had to go and watch the movies to decide whether it was pornography. <laughs> well, what better way to determine if it's pornography right. than to view it? <laughs> well, if you don't believe pornography needs to be banned, then you don't have to go view it True. to make your decision. That's the point. Right. No, I you get got you. out of having to watch it. It's a, it's, a very, it's a very gray area as a whole, and I think... 
Where well, it, free speech is not a gray area, no matter how you talk about hate speech. Well, it kind of is in the, in the fact that, like, one of the things that came up was when the white supremacist was going to speak at Berkeley, for example. And which they shut that down. supremacist? I don't remember which one it was. This was several years ago. It was like four or five, three or four years ago. <laughs> but, um, and the university, there, there were protests, and the university shut it down. And well, the university, uh... Depending on who was inviting them and what status they had in the university, actually, probably have some control over that. Well, and that was the thing. And conservatives went crazy about free speech. And basically, the answer there is the university has a right to do what it wants. It's not a unless but it's that a public, well, a public university. university. It's a little different. Right. They do not entirely have the right to do what right. they want. Right. A private university does. But no university should be stifling free speech. They should be a place where any thought can be brought forward and discussed and debated. And if it's bad, it will fall. But and how good, many times have conservatives gone crazy over what's being taught at universities? Well, what's being taught, maybe, but not not at who's <laughs> speaking there. Not I can't name me a a conservative rally against a liberal speaker at a college. Oh, well, I I think there are quite a few of them. Yeah, I'm them. sure it happens. Name me one. Well, we can uh, name Chris. I don't think it's happened in the last uh, five years okay. that I can remember. Not but, a big one, anyway. Well, we certainly because had... Go ahead, Chris. I'm sorry. Go ahead. But, but uh, they were certainly upset, and as far as Christians go, they have even a longer history of being upset of over over things everything they they uh, you were talking uh, they they have a long history of burning they were burning rock and roll records right they sure they were, were uh, burning books they were burning rock and roll records i they never heard of christians burning books and they still do heard of them burning rock because and roll records because a lot of them like dan want a christian nation and a lot of people like joe want me to have to say want me to have want to have a pledge of allegiance that includes an affirmation of God. But you don't have to say I don't want uh, you, you don't have to say those words as an affirmation of atheism. But you don't have Joe to say has to have it his way. You don't have to say those words. No, I don't have to. Although I did have to when it was a law until the Supreme Court decided it was not saying the pledge of allegiance was free speech. But isn't that what's great about our country, that we have courts, that we can bring these actions, yes, we can define yes, uh, things? 50 years after, the, uh, it took, what, 20, 20, about 15 or 20 years after the law was passed. So. Why don't you just mumble, one nation, with liberty yeah. and justice for all? Well, why don't you just mumble when you have to say the Pledge of Allegiance? <laughs> hey, well, I don't mind saying under God. Our currency right, says under right. God. Would you say with no God? Do you spend Would money? You say you know God? Do you spend money, our currency and coins, saying God we trust? But, I mean, I, I love now, how... What's that got to do with, with spending money? It has nothing to do with spending money. Well, it says we trust in God, doesn't it? Doesn't mean I believe it when I I, I spend it though. Does well, it? then it doesn't need to. You don't need to believe but it when I, you say the pledge of allegiance. To make me say and which something. God? Hey, you don't need to believe it when you say the pledge of allegiance if you don't believe in God. That's yeah, what are we yeah. talking about? You try to make me say something. That's not free speech, Joe. Well, you're you, against it. When you hand me a quarter, you're you're telling me in God you trust. No, I'm not yes, telling you, you a thing. You are telling me. That. I do. I didn't say. Hey, read this. <laughs> I believe it. I'm just using the currency that's when given to me. When I give you a dollar for uh, a dollar's worth of service from you, I don't hold it up and say, hey, read this, I believe it. 
I'm not so sure, Chris. I'm going to get some no, money from I'm you. No, I'm positive I don't. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, we got to run, Chris. As always, thanks All for your right, call. Always bye. appreciate talking to you, buddy. Take care. Al, hang on. We're going to get back to you. We're going to take our final break of the day. You're listening to On the Mark, 1-800-795-9565. Email us at onthemarkwkok.com. Text us at 70236. The program brought to you by your good friends at the Sunbury Motor Company, routes 11 and 15, and in Hummel's Wharf, and, of course, on North 4th Street in Sunbury. Trade in and trade up at Sunbury Motors Kia. From now until the end of the month, Sunbury Motors Kia will give you more. That's right, more than your car is worth. Take advantage of Kia's first ever trade-in assist bonus cash. Get an extra $1,500 on third row 2020 Serenos. There's 22 available with savings up to $7,025. SMC has an extra $1,000 on the versatile 2020 Sportages. There's 27 available with savings up to $4,655. Plus an extra $1,000 on the stylish 2020 Kia Soul. With 17 available and savings up to 44.24, the demand for quality pre-owned vehicles is at an all-time high. So stop in Sunbury Motors Kia for your upgrade today. Trade in, trade up at Sunbury Motors Kia on the Strip in Hummel's Wharf. Retail trade and assist applies for model year 2000 or newer Kia or competitive model. Hey, what do you want to da da da? I don't know. What do y'all think we should da da da? Well, what did we da yesterday? Hmm, yesterday. All the dolls feel like the same doll these days. I know. Like it's today Monday or Tuesday? Today. It's Thursday. Oh no, I forgot to call my mom on her birthday. Oh no! No! These days, nothing is normal and everything is weird. But you could still save big when you switch to Progressive. That won't change. Not to die or any die. Quote to die at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Hello, I'm a famous rock star. You're too kind. Anyway, I'm just a regular guy. I love my family and I love my sketches. <laughs> Looks like Skechers is getting some love, too. They've got slip-ons, flexible knits, and so many ultra-comfortable shoes with Skechers' exclusive air-cooled memory foam. <laughs> yep, when it comes to comfort and style at a great price, absolutely nothing beats Skechers. <laughs> Find Skechers at a Skechers store, Skechers.com, or wherever stylish shoes are sold. News Radio 1070 WKOK wants you to know about the people and organizations that help make the Susquehanna Valley a better place to live. Central Susquehanna Opportunities is a nonprofit agency that serves Northumberland, Columbia, and Montour counties. We have always had an emergency pantry at our Shemokin office, and in addition to that, we are operating with weekly distributions. We've added a drive up seasonal fresh food pantry in Shemokin every other Friday. Please call 570 644 6575, extension 171, to schedule your appointment. News Radio 1070 WKOK. Local radio here when you need us most. Governor Tom Wolf doubled down on the counties defying his orders. They need to understand the consequences of their cowardly act. Other discretionary funding won't I think the frustration is just the arbitrary nature of, of the guidelines. Always here to entertain and inform. Local radio serving you 24 hours a day. News Radio 1070 WKOK and WKOK.com. Okay, welcome back to On the Mark. I'm Joe McGranahan along with Chris Elio and Al's on the line from Nori. Al, you're on the mark. Yeah, I called, told the producer I was going to call and tell you how Christians feel. Um, there are no gray areas for us Christians. Uh, it's all black and white. It's all in the Bible there. And the Bible tells us, number two, that 
life is a gift from God, and we're to love everybody, which I do. Uh, I just don't love some of their acts. And my parents always used to say that. They'll love me no matter what, but they don't have to love what I'm doing. So God being the parent. And we're getting what we deserve, all this strife, because we're not standing up for our constitutional rights. And our constitutional rights were we all deserve life. And we're not getting there because we're aborting our children. Uh, and that is the most hideous thing that we are doing right now. And there are no gray areas about that if you're a Christian. And it just, I want to tell you, it's, it's not right. It rips my heart out. And I'm watching this country disintegrate in front of me. And it is because we left and set up this Constitution so we can be Christians, so we can be a Christian, so we can be whatever we want to be. We want to be a Hitler lover? He was loved in the beginning. He had camps in this country. And it's just the good and evil that plays out. And if you go by the Bible, I mean, there is no gray areas, and you don't hate the people. You hate what they're doing right now. Just out of curiosity, which version of the Bible are you talking about? There are several. Well, King James. Okay, well, that's going back to the... I I blend the New and the Old Testament as history um, and and a lesson of life, because if you read that, you see what they did to the new guys that came into the camp. You know why there's homosexuality is not the right thing to do. And right in the very beginning in Genesis, I may not be a scholar of the Bible, but I think I got my lesson from it just the way I want it. And that's the way I, I like to go black and white. I don't like this gray area, and I like to love everybody, but I hate what they're doing, and if there was a way I could fix it, I'd fix it, but... um, Would you physically stop them? If they were going to harm me, my Lord says I can. No, 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 I'm talking about, you said you were talking about abortion. Would you physically stand in front of an abortion clinic and drag a woman away? I, I would protest in front of a... That's not abortion. what I asked. I said, would you dra- drag a woman away? Would you physically remove her from that situation if you believe no, that she's no, about to I commit tell, a murder? I know that if you go through with this, you're going to regret it. Uh, but if, after you regret it, the Lord is always there to forgive you and and uh, love you again and, and show you the way. That wasn't his way, but I'm not going to stop you from doing it. Because okay. that's not my job. It's the Lord's job to forgive us the Lord's job he gave us life it's all up to him it's not black and it's not gray it's black and white and life is life no matter where it starts and I get that lesson from just knowing that when Elizabeth when Mary went to see Elizabeth uh, John leaped in his belly for joy because Jesus was in his presence not his belly her belly got the story wrong Elizabeth's belly yes (laughs) okay no, it's hard to talk on the radio and keep the thoughts <laughs> together at the same time. <laughs> okay. <laughs> because I know a bunch of people are listening, and I just, I'm, 
I'm just glad that I can, you know, go ahead and say my thoughts. And, and you were talking about Christians. So okay. I, I'm just saying how this one Christian right here feels. Okay, I'll thank you. We appreciate your call, as always. 1-800-795-9565. As Mark would say, speedy dollars only, because we're down to the final three or so minutes. Uh, one of our uh, emailers says, since advocating for a biblical worldview is hate speech, in the opinion of your guest host, would be support uh, would, be, would he support the forced closing of churches by the government because of the message they proclaim? Would he support the government dictating to churches what they may or may not say? No. I would not, <clears throat> because it's like I said before, um, if somebody wants to choose to open a, a, a venue and do their thing, then by all means, they can do that. Even if it's hate speech? Sure. Why not? Well, you just said earlier you wanted to I ban mean, it. I mean, there, there are many bands, musical artists or whatnot who are, you know, Nazi hardcore bands that I choose not to listen to. My argument is, you know, the Nazis marching through a park you know and that's why they have to like you know it's just i, I and like i said there are gray areas it's well there the are there I'm are and about. there's hypocrisy and, and abounding the, and that's the thing i'm talking about years like, ago there the, a, the, i don't think he's around anymore much but there was a preacher named jimmy swaggart <clears> and he preached against girls wearing i always remember this because we carried him on the radio station i was running at the time about a girl wearing a miniskirt he said mothers and dads if i were you i'd grab a piece of cloth and i'd sew it on the bottom of that miniskirt turns out he was running around with prostitutes yeah, yeah. so i mean there's plenty of hypocrisy in the world much of it in the name of religion much of it not in the name of religion but the point is the minute you abridge somebody's right if, if you choose to worship that soft drink bottle you have in front of Which you I do it, it's your choice. <laughs> I love that song. I'm not going to take that away from you. If you ask me, do, do you think I'm right or wrong in worshiping this bottle? I'm going to say, you know, Chris, I think maybe you're wrong there. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm not going to tell you you can't do it. It's and I'm so not going good. to criticize you for your choice of beliefs. It, this is a free country. And I, I, I love that. I love that we have a diversity of opinions. I'm the last guy in the world who wants to tell, don't give me your hate speech. I might choose not to listen to you, but I'd like to know what you think. I just think that forcing others to hear, you know, it, it's it's ostracizing, especially when you have a minority group, which is always the butt of the hate speech. This really? Oh, absolutely. Oh, okay. Always the minority groups. Almost always, yes. Okay, I'll bear that in mind. Well, I hope, wish you luck on Friday with Ben Reichley. Yes. Uh, I'll try and tune in. <laughs> Thanks for being here as always, Chris. Always fun to have you on the show. Right, Appreciate you coming you. in. Thank you. Tomorrow I'll be here with Steve Kushaloff. Thanks so much for being with us and On the Mark. I'm Joe McGranahan for Chris Elio. This is WKOK Sunbury.